Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. Welcome back to another episode of Cameron Reads Comics. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about The Fade Out uh, by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. I'm a huge fan of the criminal universe, which is uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips's crime noir uh, storytelling platform. I guess it's an imprint. Um, I've read almost all of the installments within there. To the point where I went to my local comic shop, and I, you know, you talk to your your local comic shop employees when you pick up your poll, um, where they thought pretty much they they assumed that Ed Brubaker was my favorite writer, which like I really love Ed Brubaker, but he's not my favorite. I mean, like I've a, I read so many comics, it's just hard to pick a favorite. He's not. I mean, I love everything he does, but I wouldn't say like he's my favorite writer. I just. I really enjoy the stories he tells. <laughs> um, it may go without saying, but these are exceptionally exceptional crime noir stories that are almost like one and done. And I think that's what draws me to them the most is that uh, these stories that they write are just, you know, you don't, you don't need to know anything about the universe to pick them up. You can literally pick up any single story in the middle. Uh, you can pick up any criminal story. You can pick up any, uh, Kill or Be Killed, or The Fade Out, or what's another one? The Fatale that I think I'm going to read next. Uh, my two favorites are Bad Weekend and My Heroes Were Always Junkies, and Pulp, and uh, Incognito. There's a bunch, and they're mostly the same writer-artist team, which is Ed Baker and Sean Phillips, and they're just so freaking beautiful. They're so, so, so good. I'm just such a huge fan. I think they're, they're, they're in the middle of a new series you guys should pick up called Reckless, or it's, yeah, I think he's on three volumes and I've only read the first one, but I, I already picked up the next two and I think there's a fourth one coming out, but I already picked them up, not having read the entire series, but I can promise you that they're going to be good because everything else they do is good. And anyways, and even if it's not good, I promise that they're like the worst, the worst story I think I've read is like a 7.5 out of 10. Like I, it's just great. So I'm a fan. Now when it comes to the fade out, uh, this one takes place, like, the tone of this story is an old Hollywood murder mystery that shows the underbelly, like, of the industry. It takes place in Hollywood in 1948. Uh, I think this is the first uh, comic book appearance of Clark Gable, if you're into that kind of thing. He's the main man in uh, Gone with the Wind. Uh, there, There's, like, Jimmy Stewart. There's, like, a bunch of, like, old Hollywood uh, glamour in this story, too, that I just adored. So when it comes to the story itself, I think I need to talk about Ed Brubaker being one of the most popular comic book writers currently working. If you know who, uh, he's done runs on Captain America, literally invented the Winter Soldier, uh, Batman, X-Men, Daredevil. He's done a bunch of, uh, my favorite DC run he did was Gotham Central, which I, what, which I would tell you right now, mandatory DC comics reading. Um, so I fell in love with everything he was doing, and uh, yeah, so I just knew I needed to pick this up. When it comes to this story, it takes place, like I said, in Hollywood, 1948. Uh, our main character is a writer for a, produ a production studio, and they're in the middle of filming a movie, and the leading actress passes away. But he wakes up in her room, she's dead, and he was passed out on the couch. So he needs to find out, like, what happened. He can't call the cops because why was he there? He would be guilty. Uh, and, it, you know, she, she didn't pass away. She was, like, murdered. So the story goes on to explore 
who has done this and who is potentially guilty. In the, I read it actually digitally, which I recommend if you like digital comics. Uh, and for this one in particular, like I know I love the Criminal Universe so much that I would only collect the hardcovers. Uh, and this hardcover has been out of print for a long time. So if you're on Com- Comicsology Unlimited, go check out Comicsology Unlimited. So on top of this, uh, on top of this story and the who done it, uh, it goes on to explore. It's a it's a classic who done it. You know, it goes on to explore each individual character and what their motives could have been for something like this. Uh, uh, and on top of all of that kind of narrative stuff happening, you have. Um, the red scare that is creeping into Hollywood uh, and, and the effects that uh, you know Joseph McCarthy is having on the industry, which is I, I find so interesting. I'm 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 a, I I didn't realize I'm a sucker for Cold War stories. Uh, tell me, tell me about the red scare. I'm like I'm not communist, but I just think it's so it's so neat. It adds so much like tension. One of the other things I adore is that there's a rom- romance subplot between our main character Charlie the writer and. Second female lead. She's the backup uh, lead for the woman who was murdered. Uh, So there's like a three-way love triangle between him and his writing partner's wife. Uh, And literally, this is the thing. I'm not spoiling anything. This is like within the first issue. There's a whole arc with all this stuff. And like, I'm only scratching the surface with the, the depth that is within this story. So fair warning, there's a lot of sex in this book. I also don't... I. I also now don't recommend reading these books on airplanes because when you're on airplanes, people love to read over your shoulder uh, and they're pretty graphic in this book. Uh, if they get people, it, people look over your shoulder while you're reading this book or something like Saga or like other like indie R-rated comics, uh, people look over your shoulder and see like these naked people. They're going to think that you are a psychopath and luckily my friend was sitting next to me, but now I think he thinks of me differently. And he's like, oh, like, you know, it's one thing to say you're into comics. It's another than to have them see what you're looking at over your shoulder. And I'm like, like, this is, I like this story. <laughs> I like it for the narrative, I promise. And he's like, right. Um, overall, though, I think the narrative within this story was so freaking good. I think this is actually, I'll say it right here, right now. One of my absolute, it's hard because I really love my criminal stories, but I think for a criminal maxi series, because the other ones I've read are short, short graphic novels. My favorite is uh, My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. I think this is my favorite long form one. I uh, This book, I think Ed Brubaker is just firing off, like telling the story that he actually wanted to tell. I think sometimes it feels like he's stuck in a box. Uh, and you see very much his interests translate into this story. This one is so freaking good. And like, he just kind of gets to show off and talk about old movies that he loves. I think he nails the old school crime noir, like double indemnity, Maltese Falcon of it all within this story. And uh, those tones are like so pitch perfect. Let's talk about the art. Um, I am a sucker absolute sucker for Sean Phillips art. I think he is one of the most underrated in the entire industry. Uh, I always love Ed Brubaker's writing and I think that I can take that for granted. Uh, but for me, the shining star of this story was Sean Phillips's art. Um, and especially I want to give a big shout out to Elizabeth Brightwater who is on the colors. Uh, Sean Phillips has multiple colorists among these series. And so, you know, the, the, 
early criminal stuff in 2001 looks very different than something like this, which I believe this came out in like 2014. Um, her colors that she partnered him with, absolutely ridiculous. It was amazing. There was this almost mid-century color splash uh, that went hand-in-hand hand with this, and I took it for granted. I absolutely adored it. It was so freaking good. Um, With Sean Phillips, again, this is one of those things where I am not an artist. I just know that there's art. I like it when I see it. So me trying to attach language to those things is the biggest challenge in reviewing the art of this text. So the <laughs> here's just a couple things going down the list. The line thickness as well as the color palettes in this book I thought were so iconic. Um, you know, to, to outline the character and then show detail, uh, artists I think will usually use different like thickness within their lines. Uh, the way that Sean Phillips did this was absolutely just like ridiculous. There's these times where he would use these pencil thin lines and it was so freaking cool and so beautiful and the way that the coloring went along with those lines and there was a lot of dark shadows. And so like, what is the page showing? What is it not showing? And how is that like conveying emotion? Amazing, beautiful. Again, Sean Phillips like literally went off without a hitch. It was amazing. Um, all of the women are so freaking beautiful in this book, especially. And I'm not talking about like voluptu like voluptuous. No, I just think that there's something about the old 1940s Hollywood aesthetic of it all that made all of these women that I read like so compelling to the point where I'm thinking about like kids' names and there's a character named Dottie and I just think that Dottie would be the coolest name for a daughter ever and based on this character in this comic that I read because number one, I think the name is so cool. Number two, I think she was just like the most beautiful character in this book. I don't know. Huge fan. Each individual character's look tells a story and paints a wonderful picture of who they are. I think each look at... A lot of artists will sometimes, like, have the same faces. Uh, you know, every, they'll do the same face every time and just, like, change the hair or whatever it be. Or in superhero comics especially, you can just change it all by the costume. You know, you, don't, you can draw everyone the same. They'll just have a different costume on and we can tell who they are. Uh, for this, Sean Phillips isn't like that. I think his looks for people are very specific and I really love it. Yeah, and again, huge shout out to Elizabeth Brightwater. I think her coloring in this book was so much of something that was, uh, you know the rules so well that you know when you can break them. And like this was, there's so many times in this book where she just like was coloring outside the lines. And I don't know what it is about that. Like it made it like almost kind of like a Rothko in the coloring. And I thought it was so so freaking cool and so beautiful and she uses these like alternative colors because the books I love that I think Jacob Phillips has been the colorist on Sean's son um he uses a pastel palette which I just adore but in this one it just felt like she was using alternative darker colors like so many non non-natural facial colors to color faces like she painted them green and blue and like put all these other colors in and it just was the most beautiful thing ever. And it worked so well to convey what was going on in the scene. I absolutely loved it. So let's go to the rating. Uh, there's no cons. I have no cons for this book. Um, it was too short, I guess. Uh, the rating, I obviously, I think you guys can tell, I give this book a 10 out of 10. Um, I didn't give too much of a summary for this book because I want you to pick it up. Uh, 
I read this digitally, I told you, but it's only like 12 issues. So that was a year-long monthly title. It's the same, you know, same length as Mr. Miracle. It's wonderful. And what this book did the most, I think the biggest strength, it just reminded me who is so saturated in comic books, uh, the potential for the medium and the kind of stories that could be told. Uh, I was absolutely in love. This is my love letter to the fade out. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, my name's Cameron. I know you read comics. I love them. Please make sure to clobber those like and subscribe buttons. And if you've read this or you've read other criminal titles, drop the title of your favorite Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips story in the comments. I'd love to hear them so I could read them or like affirm your love for them because these are amazing, amazing creators. See you next time.